on last week's Irrevelations. The first actual line is about, this is the words of the teacher, son of David, king of Jerusalem. Here's how he is. Solomon is having an existential crisis. Can I find meaning in life with wisdom? The answer, in short, and it is written very short here, is no. My wife was like, what are all these f***ing uh, OnlyFans purchases? I'm like, I am testing myself with pleasure. I'm seeing if I can make my life meaningful by sticking my d- in every single thing. Why would I create this great empire if I'm just going to hand it off to my son, who is, in all likelihood, going to be dumb as shit? A time to be born, time to die, a time to plant, blah, blah, blah. You've heard the song. Rich, poor, smart, stupid, y'all f***ing turn to dirt. Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Neither they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Uh, I just want to say this right off the top, because mm. it's been on my heart, and I feel like you can't have a Bible podcast and not speak from the heart. It's really uh, <laughs> hypocritical. I think on paper, yeah, you can't, but... Justice for J6. Who the fuck is J6? Oh, uh, you haven't what, you haven't paid attention to that? Nope. It's uh J6 is it's justice for January 6th. It was the whole like they just had the thing. It's the people, it's the guys that uh that did the yeah, insurrection just, wanting justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, well, man, I'm fucking I'm out it's of it. Justi- it's justice for all their boys that went down. They had a big thing last week. And by uh. big thing, I mean there were 20 protesters in DC. <laughs> yeah. And I think there was 80 to 100 journalists covering it. So there were and more probably, journalists than people. By not by not by like an eyeball. I think there's more journalists. Literally, there were like three or four times more journalists than there were protesters. <laughs> so like the protesters are just like getting mobbed. It's, they're doing man to man defense. Like, why are you yeah. so fucking stupid? You know, like, and then there was as many cops as there was journalists too. So it was yeah. just like almost everyone there was there to like either just document keep an eye it on them. or yeah. keep it safe. And then the rest was like a handful of guys. It was really funny. To be honest, is is the right wing even worth counter protesting anymore? I mean, I guess in some small part they have to still be, but I just I just feel like they're so impotent at this stage. I wouldn't even waste no, th- my time to stop it. I'd say just stand back and let them all die of like inevitable lung collapse. <laughs> uh, I some- I don't want them to stop protesting. I want them as close as I, they can to each other in as small a, 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 in small a space as possible. Just breathe on each other, getting angry that Joe Biden is uh, ruining America by arguing for more taxes on the ultra wealthy. Yeah. Or whatever oh, yeah. the fuck. Well, I showed you saw the picture I posted, right? Of the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I stumbled I, on accident. I stumbled upon a, uh, Protest. I guess it was an anti-vax pr- protest, but although, you know, now that I think about it, it might have had to do with the justice for January 6th thing. It was around that same time. 
Yeah. I, I think they're just like, I think they're just looking for opportunity to feel good about themselves. So they keep planning these things, even though no Hey, isn't that what we're cares. all doing? Huh? That's we're what all we're all doing. Yeah, good. you know, but, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I mean, but like, uh, Trump was in the news. Uh, as pathetically oh, as he's, God. he got his letter, his letter demanding that they that Georgia decertify the election, you know, because and all of it links to is there's now evidence that 45,000 votes were improperly handled and need to be completely thrown out, which, by the way, uh, one, the evidence stating that 45,000 votes were improperly the, the most they can come up with is the idea that 45,000 votes were did not have a consistent chain of evidence chain, uh, chain of custody yeah. custody chain yeah. which doesn't mean anything because if you were to actually go to court on that generally speaking the judge the, the the rulings are always in the favor of counting any valid votes so they very rarely will just let a technicality be like oh yeah let's take away people's vote for that yeah like it yeah. might give you cause to look at things again but it's probably not going to go the way yeah, that they're imagining. you would almost have yeah. to prove that the votes were completely illegitimate but even sure. if it was like cause there's been instances where there have been votes that have been voted incorrectly by a technicality you know or like they vote in the wrong precinct or they mailed it to the wrong spot or some some kind of shit where like yeah you didn't vote correctly and they want to yeah. throw those votes out but more often than not the judges are like well if it's the correct vote count it Count it how it was. However, the fuck it was meant to be counted. Fucking count it. You know, stop. Yeah. The idea of just and throwing out votes over nonsense is not really how it's done. My understanding. Exactly. And they make it sound. You know, they're like, oh, it's fraud, and they make it sound like that. But what you're actually talking about is like, well, they put an X when they were supposed to like fill in the circle. Yeah. You know, like. But also really in, brass tacks, in Republican counties that. ran by Republicans. So I'm not even quite sure what your argument is. Like, oh, yeah, the chain of custody was potentially broken where the wrong Republican was counting in the certain area that another Republican. Like, it's not like it's fucking Georgia. I don't know really what your fucking point is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, but whatever. But well, of course, they're all, those are all uh, rhinos. You know, they're deep yeah, plants within yeah, the Republican plants, Party. Yeah. They're actually liberal leftists okay <laughs> if you're not if you're not willing to literally overthrow democracy you're not a real d- republican i've been saying that <laughs> <laughs> but i i think the point was is that like even something is that like something where like donald trump is demanding that they decertify election results i just don't think anyone even fucking cares anymore like I don't even know no. if Biden has like addressed it or gives a shit anymore. It just seems so impotent now. I know. Well, that would legitimatize it almost. Like, I know, but like, it. well, my point is like, it's not like Trump's in charge of the FBI anymore, or the you know, or or the Department yeah. of Justice, or has access to executive orders anymore, or can like order troops around. So now that yes. he doesn't have that anymore, there, there was a there was value in being like, hey, let's stop him. But now that he's just an old man yelling at clouds in Florida, it's just it, I, I know that's not worth. It's a, yeah. This podcast is the most, uh, like, analyst analysis this should get. Yeah. That, this is the highest level. Two guys shooting the shit for an audience sub-50. That's yeah. exactly... Shut the fuck up, NPR, CNN, MSNBC. <laughs> for sure, MSNBC. Shut the fuck up. Like, oh, this, this is, is a lot. Like, no one cares anymore. I just don't think they have any... I, I, I mean, sure, I, I don't think you can ever really sleep on the dangers of white ring democracy. And I don't want to give these idiots like a pass. Like it wasn't as big of a deal. Like right, even now they're trying to say like Jan six, like, Oh, a bunch of tourists who uh, followed the lines and did what the cops told them. I was like, no, no, no. Don't try to fucking gaslight. Yeah, of, course, the event. Cor- 
correct the bullshit, but again, don't yeah. don't dwell on it. Don't act, and and don't act like it's scary when it's not. Like there, of course, I'm being careful here. There is a point where it can become sketchy, and you right. got to worry about that. When they're marching on the Capitol, anymore. it's pretty fucking sketchy. If there's anything you should be focused on now, it's like vaccine hesitancy. Like shut the fuck up about this J six shit. Where twenty fucking people showed up. All right, it's over. Yeah. But, who cares? A bunch. Of, I mean, it is funny. It, it deserves as much oh, attention it, to just remark how fucking funny it is. That's what exactly. we're for. You know, it should be here. It, if, if you're going to be like, oh, Ashley Babbitt was a hero, and the guy that shot her is a political, is a war criminal, or whatever the fuck logic they're coming <laughs> with, you know, and they're like, yeah, free our political prisoners. The guy that took a shit on the hallways, he's a political prisoner, and yeah. he deserves asylum and whatever the fuck. Well, what if I'm just saying? What if the MAGA shaman, you know? The Q Shaman, whatever the fuck he is. What if he turns the fucking Sky Gods against us? Have That's, we thought about that? That is true. That is true. It was He's fucking, in touch with Mother Earth. He's hella funny. I, you know, honestly, and I've even stopped caring a little bit. I, I don't even know what's going on. I remember they caught the guy with the zip ties. They caught the guy with the, uh, the, the, sh- the Q Shaman. They caught the guy who... Uh, uh, stole Nancy Pelosi's mail, that fucking idiot. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. generally speaking, I just kind of go, yeah, that's funny at the time, and I've moved on. I don't know. Yeah. I I, I, no, am, I I can't be bothered to, like, really pay attention to it as well. Um, I'm not, I, like, following their court cases. Like, there's a bunch, a bunch of people that are like, oh, let's make sure that, that, you know, they're traitors and they should be, like, executed. And it's like, all right, settle <laughs> down. <laughs> Hanging them would be funny. I don't know if it's a... Uh, yeah, it's a little over. I think it was jealous. technically treason. I get. I just sort of feel bad for them. They, yeah, but we shouldn't kill people shit. for that level of treat. They're obviously just stupid. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I don't know. It's like, like remember that girl that yeah. stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop and then tried to sell it to the Russians. I, even her, I'm like, yeah. If yeah. it was done by someone smarter, I would feel you know. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's obviously just like. These people aren't working with everything, you know? I feel yeah. bad. It wasn't even, a like, way. a legitimate... It was, like, a laptop that they used just for, like, PowerPoints. It was attached to a projector, <laughs> yeah. you know? Dude, Nancy Pelosi doesn't have an important laptop anyway. Like, yeah. I can't imagine that she has... What's Nancy Pelosi she, even working on, you know? Like, I never, you know... All she does is, like, tear up Trump's speeches, as far as I'm aware, and eat Jenny's ice cream. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that's one of the funny things. They're like, yeah, get Nancy Pelosi's to the Russians. They're going to do something with it. And it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Come on, I don't man. quite get it. I mean, I, I think that's why they both like. What was the outcome of like Hillary's emails? Like, what was the worst thing? Was that maybe they the the, the worst thing to come out of Hillary's emails was that yeah she sabotaged other Democrats. You know, like uh, yeah, like DNC operated against other Democrats or whatever. Which well, and also I think the worst or the worst thing that she did was that they purposefully boosted Trump, and it's like oh that was that was smart. What? purposely uh that oh oh that they wanted they wanted to run against trump because they thought it would be an easy win so they they were doing everything they could to help trump win which like hindsight (laughs) (laughs) Uh, when there was ted cruz on the ticket you could have had ted cruz to go against a notoriously ugly man (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think he would have beat her too but that's neither here nor there that's his own thing i don't know i don't think yeah it is that is awfully uh stupid i mean that's and that's not from like republicans should be mad about that mm-hmm. democrat voters should be mad about that yeah you know, I, like, and somehow but i i mean it worked in the sense that it did reduce democrat turnout like yeah. i don't want to vote for that bitch you know and uh yeah yeah i don't know 
So I, I understand the, the value of it, but it just it, it wasn't something. I'm, I'm not sure why the Republicans are like, yeah, but what about her emails? I'm like, what did you hate about it? Well, well, uh, obviously they read a lot of like they see it all as like, uh, you know, code words and stuff. Oh, like hot dogs being like little boys' penises. Well, obviously. of course, because there's nothing actually there. And it's just because they can't eat a hot dog without thinking of a little boy's penis. <laughs> so it's, I get it. You know, I understand. I don't, I don't blame them for making the jump. It's just like. Sometimes you got to think about how that's going to look when you say it in public. <laughs> Guys, we all know what she means. She means she wants to slurp boycock. And you're like, what? You're like, hot dogs means boycock. You don't think about boycock when you yeah. slurp down a hot dog, a wet, slippery hot dog. And you're like, what the what do you guys call? What do you guys call little boys' dicks in your group chat? Come on. <laughs> I've seen this you before. Know you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was deep, deep undercover for decades and decades yeah. in secret. You know, I didn't tell anyone I was doing that, you know, but I was amassing research research but uh, uh, it yeah. is awful but yeah i just, I just I don't care anymore i don't know so like I, yeah i'm glad it's funny that I, I i think the wave has kind of passed where yeah i don't know and and, and good and um i think a lot of them are dying from covid so it's all true great. i it will be interesting to see if that affects like uh 2022 elections i guess it's not enough people dying it's like one in 500 right um, I don't know. I, I think the dying thing is important, but I think what's often overlooked is the amount of permanent disabilities. Like, oh, there's true. a lot of people who just will not work again or who are incapable of, like, breathing without assistance and, or, or who have, like, liver well, yeah, failure. Yeah, I remember the, f- the first time I really got worried about COVID. Like, obviously, I've always taken it seriously, but the first time that I was, like, worried for my own sake was because I heard some people, like, couldn't dive again yeah we after well, having it there was definitely like a scary moment where it was uh that well, <laughs> i uh i remember and this is just kind of a side story uh but i remember yeah. we were going to tennessee and oh, your yeah, yeah. wife called me to convince one of our friends who doesn't take it very seriously to like try to quarantine himself a few weeks prior to showing up you know yeah. And she was like, I don't, if Grant gets sick and dies, I just, I won't be able to like forgive him. I won't be able to move on. I was like, no, no, no you'll be fine. You'll find someone else. <laughs> I mean, true. She's like, no, I won't. I was like, nah, you will. I mean, what? You, you think in 10 years you're still going to be angry? Come on. Think about it. <laughs> MBD. Yeah, no big deal. Fucking, who cares? Yeah. She, um, yeah. But uh, I, I like, I, I do every, I don't understand what the Republican Party is doing. And I know we've beaten this horse to death, but I'm so, yeah. I'm just perpetually fascinated. I think about it all the time of just about like, what the fuck are Republicans thinking that they have turned their propaganda machines to try to discredit the vaccine? Could, is yeah. it just that they're so desperate to not give Biden a win that they're willing to sacrifice their base for it? I don't know what it's going to look like when the elections to 2022 come up, but I, I got to imagine that when people are talking about socialized medicine and things like that, a, a big proponent of it was, hey, you know, don't worry. For people who have jobs, they don't worry about their health care. And for people yeah. who are healthy, they don't worry about health care either. And now we've had a massive amount of unemployment and a massive amount of health care related bills and people being just absolutely crippled by it. And I think if ever there was a moment to be like, hey, wouldn't you re- like healthcare not to be tied to your job? And wouldn't you like it to have like be government subsidized and Medicare for all and all that shit? Like, I feel like if ever there was a time where we could like motivate the right to see fucking reason on this, having them lose all their fucking jobs and um, get sick is. Mwah. Yeah, 
that makes sense on paper. Yeah, it makes sense um, if they were capable of reason, but well, yeah, and it's just, well, the thing is, and it's, I mean, it's their fault, but also it's our system is designed to sustain itself. I think I don't want to get too crazy into the weeds, but like, yeah, there are people that that are billionaires that craft the messaging very well. To no matter what you throw at them, you can kind of spin it right. So, oh, you know, all this shit's happening. Well, that's because you know hospital systems are held down by all the regulation, right? And, and oh, well, the, all these jobs are lost. Well, that's because people don't want to work and because of their unemployment insurance. And it's just, you know, you can always make something up. Oh, if, yeah. If it already, if it aligns with what people believe, it's going to be a much easier pill to swallow. It, I think, it's so. easy to convince people when they're desperate for the spin. Of course, you know, yeah. they don't, they don't, they, I, and I think we're seeing that, that there's people who would rather die than just then admit they were wrong or admit they're on the wrong fucking side, that kind of shit, you know. But I, I, I just, I, I think it's going to be great. When I think about all the people who are voluntarily quitting their jobs or letting themselves be fired because they refuse to take a free vaccine and losing their health care in the process, I just go, ooh, I can't wait. I just, I can't wait for the wave <laughs> of people who just get normal sickness and then have to pay exorbitant health care fees. Like, what the fuck do you mean $10,000 for yeah, a broken yeah, yeah. leg? Like, what are you talking about? Is this what normal people, poor people, the unemployed, the disabled have to deal with? Oh, what a fantastic idea. I don't know. Yeah. And now now that we've got, you know, all of them uh, posting their... their did you, oh, man, the, the guy that... Uh, was posting all those anti-vax things. Oh, I know. I and his, his, like, pregnant wife died. <laughs> and so then he was, like, asking people for money for that and then using the money to go out to dinner and ask, begging people to come eat with him so that, and he'd pay for it, A, because he couldn't cook for himself and B, because his wife was dead, so he was lonely. <laughs> it's a real, uh, and then he's still posting those memes, man. So it's just good. You just love it's it. Dark. <laughs> I, it. When you think about how I, I am... I love the virus. I'm, I'm going to go out and say it. Like now that the vaccine exists and the rest of us are fucking fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's like, it's like how I imagine it would be to be a Republican during the AIDS epidemic where you just, <laughs> all the people you hate are just dying from some weird disease. And you're just like, Oh no. Chest bumping with your bros, you know, like this probably yeah. isn't going to come to bite us. Right. It's not going to like cross the barrier and start oh, affecting no. normal people. Right. Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, so, uh, Speaking of, speaking of propa- propaganda designed strife. by the rich to keep the poor down, <laughs> that's what this fucking chapters, few chapters is going to be. You think so? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, at least the third one we're going to read today. Anyways, with no further ado, you're listening to the Revelations podcast. I'm Grant Voiced. And I'm Cole Deluski. And today we are continuing our slog through Ecclesiastes, starting in chapter four. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll probably end up about halfway through the book today. This is a pretty short little little read. Yeah, uh, this might be a short an idea. episode. We just go over this. I, I feel like we're um, like a smoker. We cooked a tip. So yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, I think about where we'll be. I'm I'm ballparking four episodes in this book. Uh, I think it's twelve I, chapters total, pace. right? Yeah, yeah. So, so we do three at a time, just yeah, to give you a, yeah. an awareness. Yeah. Because this book sucks, basically, is what I'm saying, and I'm mm. letting you know when we're going to get out of it. Mm. The next one's going to suck even more. Why does it suck? Why does this book suck? Yeah, what are your specific criticisms of it? I'm curious. I don't want to get too far ahead because what really sucks for me is is chapter six. I really don't like. Um, We're covering chapter chapter, six. Well, five and six. Yeah, which we're going to cover today. Um, And uh, I think that, for one, 
everything we're going to read today, we pretty much already covered last week, which is annoying mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but then also some of the messaging in here is starting to t- become clear why he's saying it. It's because he's an asshole. Oh, you know? okay. All right. Well, I, I did not opinion. get that vibe at all. So that'll be an interesting discussion, I guess. Yeah. Well, we'll have fun with that. I guess let's let's kick it off. Huh? Interest Chapter is in four. the eye of the beholder. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, a quick recap. Last week, obviously, what we talked about was um, how it was impossible, basically, to obtain satisfaction with life, right? And the idea is that, you know, you can't find it in wisdom, you can't find it in fucking, in money, you can't find it in work that you do, you can't find it even in just being a dumbass, which is sad. Although, the saying ignorance is bliss seems to go pretty... Hardcore against that idea. It also uh, seems pretty effective. Like, if there's ever one that's like, yeah, it does seem like... Oh, yeah. I've never seen, especially these days, it seems like the dumber you fucking are, the easier it is to be like, I know I'm fucking living the best life I have. Like, really? You're poor and you just fucking consume Fox News all day long? Be like, yeah, but at least... I'm, yep. Yeah, at least my kid's that's- hair is, like, not blue. At least I don't have to deal with, like, <laughs> weird gender. So, like, eh, that seems I like- don't have a day them. <laughs> That's rough. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is obviously a, a, an extent to which uh, being oblivious mm-hmm. can be helpful. You know, a simpleton leaving a, leading a simple but fantastic. Like, imagine life. living in like a poor ass Kentucky town with like a fifty people just addicted to opioids, and be like, at least I live in the best country in the world. Oh, I would exactly. hate to live in Amsterdam. <laughs> to live in yeah, <laughs> totally. Imagine if I had totally. socialized health care and uh, weed was legal. That'd be fucking oh, the worst. Yeah. Imagine if my friends stopped dying from fentanyl overdoses. <laughs> Where would I put all my shotguns? Yuck. So, um, yeah. And then it, it kind of settled on the idea that, no, you can't find it through any of this shit, basically just through God. And that if it, things aren't going your way, it's because there's a season for that. And God's just, you know, getting around to your good season. You're just in winter right now. So that's the gist of it. This why I think this today's episode is going to be annoying is because it's basically the same shit over again, right? Mm-hmm. He opens up chapter four. Yeah, by the way, uh, everything we do is, you know, everyone's oppressed and their tears fall on, you know, for for no good reason. Doesn't help anyone. They're going to be sad. Are you? you know, that's you're, the that's the vibe you're taking. Yeah, I saw the tears of the oppressed and they have no comforter. Uh, powers on the side of the oppressor. Uh, I declare that the dead who have already died are happier than the living. It's the same shit. It's just like, oh, woe is me. It's it's literally like chapter one all over again. I guess you could take that point. I'm kind of getting like a BLM vibes or something or like liberal agenda vibes. I mean, the whole point he's like saying is like, hey, woe is those who are oppressed. Because obviously the people in power have power. They have comforters. They've got all this support network. And they are allowed to just torture people and keep them under their boot and build these systems that oppress them. Uh, yeah. And I would rather be dead or non-existent than be someone who's born into a life uh, where I am crushed under the foot of the more powerful. But I think what we're going to see later on in today's reading is that he's not so much saying it's bad and we should fix that. He's saying, hey, folks, it's just how it is. All right. You, you know? think so? And, and I mean, I guess he's I not making an argument a very to change the voice. system. Sorry, there's a very specific verse that I'm going to point to in Mm -hmm. chapter five or six, near the end of five or beginning of six, Mm -hmm. that I think really 
nails down this this concept okay. but we'll get there we'll get there so for now yeah he's saying your toil is meaningless you know you're you're chasing after the wind he says this over and over again everything you do is chasing the wind all we are which, is uh, dust in the wind bingo you know all i am is a candle in the wind about to get snuffed by COVID. um so then he gets into like kind of an interesting thing he's like yeah by the way if you're uh unless unless you've got something before verse eight there's a man who's alone. It, you know, he doesn't got a son. He doesn't have a brother. His toil is for naught. He doesn't even have anyone to give it to as an inheritance. But you know what? It's kind of cool to have a friend. They can pick you up when you're down. You guys can suck each other off. Da 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 da. Pretty All much. kinds of cool stuff. Like yeah, if you're cold uh, and you lay down with another friend, you'll both be warm. How can you be warm all by yourself? We learned this from David and Jonathan. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we learned this from Brokeback Mountain. You're up in the exactly. cold mountainside. You don't want to be there. Two homies just keep it warm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, basically it's a it's a quick and I think somewhat out of place rant about having friends is good because all he's talking about is how bad everything is, uh, and like how meaningless life is and things that you derive from life. But then he takes a short sidebar to say there is one good thing and that's having companionship. I, that's why I'm so I'm, I'm so bizarre that you. Uh, I mean, we can just wrap up four because last yeah. l- l- wrap up four the, the last bit to me I'll, just to sum up and I'll, I'll kind of hit the end is that the yeah. first part is yeah it must suck to be oppressed it must suck to be poor and without privilege it sucks to be lonely it sucks to like yeah. like why are you working if it's just for yourself and building up your own wealth when you have no one to share with but it'd be nice to have a friend and then his last little bit here is that. Um, you know, my, my my Bible categorized it as popularity passes away. Like, the vanity of ha- of being popular. Like, you can be a wise king that everyone respects and knows, but if you're a fucking idiot, it means nothing, you know? Better to be a, a, yeah. a, a poor person or something, you know? Yes, that's true. It does say that. It says that, um, that again, I, which makes the, the part about friendship even stranger, right? We're talking about how bad, you know, your toil means nothing. It's miserable to be alone. Friends are cool. Also, nothing you do in life matters. And it's like, uh, okay. I, I mean, to me, it. To me, I would describe it as like a self help TikTok kind of thing. I don't know. Like, he's just like, hey, you know, it, it, obviously, pity those who are oppressed. Uh, being lonely is awful. You know, just recognize that. But to have a friend is great. And more important than anything, having a friend is, to, is warmth in a cold winter, you know, and don't focus on popularity because it's a fleeting thing and it means nothing i don't think there's anything bad about what he's saying here i, I think i it's think that pretty stable. if you take all his if you take all his arguments to their natural conclusion the friendship is also for naught I and mean, what's the point of it oh and it, what does it do for you it is kind of hard to coalesce it with the other things he's said because his, his sort of general vibe is that in life it's hard to find true happiness from materialistic things. I, I think yeah. he's taking friendship and putting it above those things. So it's kind of a separate argument, but I would also be surprised that he doesn't think that like having a bunch of friends is also vanity. Like it is yeah, ultimately well, meaningless. It, it just sounds like a too me for I think the thing is though, what's, I guess what I find dissonant is that the whole point of what he's getting at here, pretty transparently is that mm. nothing in life is meaningful only following God and obeying him is. And so I'm like, why did you decide to tell us that 
you know, it's harder to break three sticks together than it is to break one by itself. Like, that's great. Yeah, obviously, I don't know. It's like if he stopped and gave advice on, like, you know, though, if you do regular maintenance to your car, you're going to have a much better life. I, I think your that's, and I think that's down. okay. I, a lot I, of money. I, I think the general vibe it's is okay. kind just, of moderation. And, and okay. I think that's, I think that's, that's where I'm going to put, like, that's where I'm going to sort of thread this, the general thread. He's like, yeah, you can, it's good to fuck. Fucking's cool. Right, but basing your life on the pursuit of whores is a vanity. Um, it's sure. nice to eat, good food, good wine, all good things. If your life is based on the pursuit of fine foods and flavors and Epicurean delights, that is also vanity. You know, uh, yeah. it's good to have friends. Okay. It's good to have homies. Uh, it's not good to just seek to be the most popular man on the planet. Okay. It's, it's not that. good to be the ruler of all, even though coming from Solomon, it's a little bit funny. But, you know, he's like, yeah, guys, you wouldn't want to be like me with all these whores and drinks and being the most uh, uh, respected man in the entire world, as far as I'm fucking aware of, you know. I yeah, just have queens fair. coming in to suck my dick. It's not all fucking, it's not, you yeah, know, it's whatever. 700 of them. Better to just be a guy with a cool friend, you know. So I I, okay. I I don't I'm not and and when we get to five and six that's why I'm also confused is that that's how I perceived five and six because he's gonna get to the part where and we'll get to it but like yeah man it's if you if you've got money and you want to party it's cool you know don't base sure. your life on it so I I think there's a I think in the context of moderation it makes more sense that's fair um, except of course he uh, he avoids the idea that you can find you know meaning in moderation and says no no no. All of these, because he doesn't give you the choice for moderation. It's that no, this is a dead end. Versus, I guess yeah, I, I think five says, and six make it make more sense. Okay, let's get into it. Like, like just just to kind of continue that thought. Like he he definitely is like yeah. I I think the theme and the overarching tone is enjoy life as you've got it. Enjoy the things you've got. Ultimately, obey God. Like, yeah. like if you had a job and your job is to do these things, you definitely have to do that. That's the most important thing. But if you want to take 10 minutes and go for a walk and have it in a nice cafeteria, that's all good stuff too. You know, Benny's and vacation time, that's all fine. But you still have your, your primary task, you know. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. So anyway, number, um, let's get to five. Yeah, go for it. Uh, walk prudently when you go to the house of God. And draw near to hear, rather to than give the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they do evil. Do not be rash with your mouth, and let your heart utter anything hastily before God, for God is in heaven, and you are on earth. Therefore let your words be few. For a dream comes through much activity, and a fool's voice is known by his many words. Uh, and there's Pretty more to that, but I'm not going to finish it. Do you want to finish it? I think, well, I would say that... Um What's notable here is that he's saying, and maybe this is why they allude earlier to like not finding happiness and being an idiot because you're going to accidentally sin, I guess is uh, something. Along those lines. I, I, I mean, in summary, it just basically is like, Hey, you know, keep your vows, fear God, do godly shit. I, yeah. I think, I think maybe I think a lot of the Bible, not all of it, but a lot of the Bible is how to live. Right. Kind of like a yeah. self-help book, kind of, sort of. There's a lot of that in there. This one, I think, specifically is like, live in moderation, enjoy the good things, obey God. And, and yeah. probably of all the books is the most sort of chill about it, you know? Like, I, I, I feel like 
obviously there are certain sects of Christianity and, and probably Judaism and maybe any other uh, Abrahamic religion and maybe, probably a bunch of other religions, whatever, where the point is to solely serve God and to live a chaste, you know, lifestyle devoid of all pleasure because that detracts from the worship of God. And I, I feel like Ecclesiastes is the opposite of that notion. It says, no, 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 you got a life, you have things, enjoy those while you have it. Worship God, too. But I, I think Ecclesiastes would shun the idea of like being a nun or a priest. I'm not getting something. the message. I'm not getting the message that you should enjoy these things. Uh, well, uh, there's a specific verse that he specifically okay. states it. So that, I, I, I'm not interpreting that uh, from a vague, a place of vagueness. He specifically states it. So that's okay. one of the reasons well, why I think Ecclesiastes is kind of an interesting book. And also, of course, it's going to come from Solomon, who fucked every woman that lived and drank every type of wine on the planet. Where he's like, yeah, man, you can have your cake and eat it too. You don't need to like live in a cave just worshiping god like a maniac you can you can do both um here's the part that i was actually talking about it just came earlier than i thought it's verse eight go for it i'm gonna just read it if you see the poor oppressed in the district and justice and rights denied don't be surprised at such things for one official is eyed by a higher one and over them both are higher still the increase from the land is taken by all and the king himself profits from the field not an indictment of this um, I think this is kind of like, a, hey, man, that's just how it is. Like, deal with it. To, and and to, the, the concept here is that the person writing it is in charge. Um, he is the king, right? I don't uh, know that dubiously. Solomon – I don't think Solomon could do anything about that, though. He's the king. He's yeah, the king, but, king. I mean, what are you going to do? The whole point is that even the king, he sees over everybody, but even the king can't stop all corruption all the time everywhere it is a na- it is the nature of the bureaucracy that they live in i would say mm. instead that what he's he's begging his people to focus on and as a worldly leader okay. he's begging his people to focus on being content no matter what to be a quelled population to not have a problem with corruption like hey it's just how it is there's no i don't uh, know that that's all that bad though I think it is. Like, I, I, I think, because you and I live in a society that is defined by corruption. And yeah. I have to make peace with that. Like, there, there's some point where I, I, I think to. we all I think we all accept it, too. Like, when we, when we see a cop beating the shit out of, a, out of a black kid, and then four of his other deputies just watch him do it, and then they throw him in the back of a car, you just know, yeah, nothing's probably going to happen there. You know, that is yes. a that is a type of corruption we're aware of that we just go, yeah. I, I agree. Now let's pretend that this the statement is coming from the chief of police. <laughs> like, hey, look, the cops beat fucking people. you know, if you're a person of color, you're probably gonna get battered a little bit more. It's just the way it is. Like that's when it becomes a problem for me. It's okay to have this message of there's a personal level of acceptance that you have to have, right? And that you have to be accept like accepting of when you're let down or when something bad happens to you, uh, when you're dealt a bad hand. However, for the voice of power to tell people that they have to be okay with that, I think is inappropriate. I, I want you to I imagine see- I-, I want you to imagine that this was coming from like Biden, right? Yeah, th- that would be a problem. Biden does not have necessarily the specific authority or the time to deal with like a local deputy corruption case. Right? I know that, but he is specifically talking about 
the king being a piece of shit. If, if he said, look, hey, your president are going to promise things and they're not going to get them done, you got to be okay with that. If Biden said that, people would be outraged, rightfully so. I, I guess. I mean, to He's you not know, his kind of point, deputies. like, yeah, you can work and obviously the king's going to get a piece and there's a whole bureaucracy where people are getting fat on the labors of others and it's corrupt and it sucks. And yeah, I wish it was, you know, you just, you're, you're, the little people are probably. I don't know if it's ultimately right or wrong, but probably in a practical sense. Like, yeah, I mean, you're a farmer. What are you really going to do about it? Better to just make peace with it than be angry about something you don't have any power over. Yeah. And again, I think that that message would maybe be okay coming from, like, someone who didn't hold the power. Mm-hmm. Right? Or, like, or me speaking to you. Yeah, we can talk about it. <laughs> We, I can say that to you be like, hey, man, if you get fucked over by something, I'm like, you know, dude, that's how it is. Like, I'm sorry that happened, but, like, yeah. there's nothing we can really do about it versus someone who is in the position of power to say it. And at that point, I think it's more about propaganda and quelling any sort of, uh, fer- you know, what's the word? Quelling. Um, Fervor? Any, not, yeah, I guess. Uh, resistance um, and. Uh, to the system, right? Quell rebellion. So when the system is telling you that, it becomes a completely different thing to me. It's definitely uh, suppressive. Like it versus if yeah, I, I think that's 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 my takeaway is that this is a perfect example of how the Bible is used in that way through the last couple millennia. Really, like it is always like, hey, you know, the king. Like this gives this is perfect for the king of a shitty country. Let's say the the king of the the, the Holy Roman Emperor, whatever. Yeah. To be like, look, yeah, oh wow, yeah, you peasants are sad. Well. Right here in the Bible, it says, you know, that's just kind of how fucking things go. Yeah, you know. And it's interesting that this was actually probably written hundreds and hundreds of years after Solomon, probably by someone who is either the leader or at least wrote for the leader on his behalf. It, it, it I think, says a lot that, like, this is. This I mean, this probably was written um, pre Babylonian, right? Post. No, they, I, I think, think this was, was written, they say, like, 150 BC. Mm is okay, most likely, it would, I mean, there's so many borrowed words from Aramaic and Persian. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, either or, it, even if we assume, if especially if it wasn't written by Solomon himself, then you know, yes. it's just someone maybe who's familiar with his writings or knew the story or decided to fanfic, whatever the story is. Um, in that case, if, it, if we're not assuming it's written by Solomon, even more so am I more inclined to say it's like, yeah, man, just calm down. It, it, it sounds fucked up if it was written by Solomon, but we all pretty much agree it wasn't. So it probably was written by someone who, like you and me, is as much being oppressed, you know, like a priest or somebody who's not exactly like uh, a Jewish priest or someone, a writer, would not have been at the chief of power in a Babylonian or Persian city-state, you know, it's not like... Um, well, no, because I Especially think when they're paying taxes to, uh, to, to, to Persia, you know, in the uh, Persian Achaemenid Empire and stuff like that. Um, there were... So there was, like, Judean kingdoms later on that I could have seen this coming out of. Or, even more likely... That the Persian fucking ghost wrote this. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's just what like, I'm getting hey, at. chill the fuck out and stop it. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. It's entirely possible that they like hired. That's my pet theory. Whatever Persian I'm just Fox being cynical. Is, is just right. Yeah, I mean, you can be. But I, I think, and you're allowed to be. It is certainly a take that, yeah, coming from the people in charge telling you like, yeah, man, corruption is just one of those things. Nothing we can do about it. Just be chill, you know. It, and it, I think it's that's specifically from up. like, hey, calm down and don't storm the gates and kill us all. 
I think that's backed up by basically a few verses down chapter 12 or verse 12 is like, you know, being rich is tough too. Like it's not so great for those guys, like more money, more problems, you know, like those, that abundance really weighs on you. It's like, Oh, okay. (laughs) That's where I, that's where I kind of went back up. I was like, I see where this is going. Continuing on with the book. It's general theme is the, the next couple of chapters are like, it's, Sweet. Sweet is the sleep of a man who labors. Like there's a lot of value to being a guy that just works hard and has a simple life and doesn't have big grand ideas and he just pays his taxes on time and he raises kids and they can't afford like Disneyland, but they they can have a, you know, hamburger helper for dinner and it's nice. It's fine. Whatever. You know, like as long as you just be cool and content and poor and fucking get over it. And being rich ain't so great either. I mean, coming from the king is kind of a... A perfect example of this. Like, this is the kind of passage I think would have been used by uh, uh, Michael Fassbender's character in 12 Years a Slave. Like, <laughs> You know, he would preach to his slaves and that, which I think probably happened a lot in real life. Well, anyone you know, can there, turn the text to me whenever the fuck they want. You don't have to turn it. You just it, go, look, man. You go, look, I know that guy. You Sometimes you get beat by the guys out in the field and like, you know, he's got a boss. And he's, that boss has a boss, and you know, yeah, I'm rich. But in but contrast, I have to do math. I have to run finances. <laughs> Yo, can you even do math? You know, like it's hard. It weighs on me. But I could even see that from the point of view of like a Bolshevik or something, or some commie, or some Portland Nazi, or something. You know, not Nazi, but some Portland Antifa, whatever. That's just like, hey guys, yeah. we don't want to be like it's those rich CEOs that have to live with the hardships of the things they do. Being just a guy who like works in his weed co-op and you know uh, wears the same shoes and makes his own clothes—that's the real joy of life. You know, so I, I, I can see multiple different facets using the same verses. I don't think we can blame the text for who would use it and why. I could totally see Fossbender saying it. I could, to- I could see both sides of the Russian Revolution pointing to this text and be like, "You see, guys, you know." No, I think no. That's why most uh, revolutions were very anti-Christian or religion because they do see religion as a tool of the state because of verses like this to enforce rule like they i think that that's probably where i'm coming from is that no it's what what did marx say religion is the opiate of the masses this is why because of passages like this that are used to quell rebellion and unrest that's the word i was looking for earlier unrest Unrest, used to quell unrest to keep the people in line hey look you can't do anything about it rich is hard to uh money's not going to do nothing for you be happy with what you have which yes you do have to personally assume but you probably should be wary of anyone telling you that from up above you, you know? uh, I, 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 I agree with you on that away. one I guess I, I I can see this book and the religion being used as a tool to be like hey guys you know you're doing great just being a poor person paying your taxes so that the king can order a new Learjet that's what you're supposed to be doing and yeah. you're doing great. Now, in fact, you're doing better. You know, better to be you. Oh, how I wish I was poor and just working yeah. in the oh, fucking. Oh, so simple. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it must be so nice to just be a slave where you know where your food's coming from. You don't have to worry about where you're gonna sleep that night. Yeah. You know, you don't even have to worry about like who you're gonna have sex with. It's me. I'm gonna make you do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to worry God about damn. the dating game. You know. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just, that's my, I'm, I'm going to hold kind of, I think to that cynical point, at least for now, maybe this book changes my mind. Maybe, maybe it ends up getting to something more wholesome for me. Like read read verse 13. Okay. Uh, 
I have seen a grievous evil under the sun, wealth hoarded to the harm of its owners, um, or wealth lost through some misfortune. So again, I think this speaks exactly what I'm saying. Like, you know, when you're wealthy, you got to worry about losing it or you got to worry, you know, sometimes the wealth hurts you. It's actually mm. bad. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, here's the verse I was specifically talking about. Uh, yeah. 18. Here is what I have seen. It is good and fitting for one to eat and drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor in which he toils under the sun all the days of his life, which God gives him for it is his heritage. As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it, to receive his heritage and rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. For he will not dwell unduly on the days of his life, because God keeps him busy with the joy of his heart. So I guess in the context of what we said, again, it could mean multiple things. To me, yeah. it means it, it could be two things. One, it could mean God... If you have if you have wealth and if you have riches, enjoy it. That is God's gift to you. If you have good health, if you have good food, fucking eat and drink of it. It's fine. That's what God give you. That is you are blessed. Enjoy it. Yeah, At God. the same time, to me, it also is like, but like, but Jeff Bezos owes more money than like fifty percent of America. You'd be like, yeah, and that's his gift. It's his blessing. Be happy for him. You know, that's yeah, that's part of God's plan. God loves the uber rich. Oh yeah, they're homies. No, it's, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely, you can go to this and find something wholesome. I'll agree with you on that. Um, and you can take a lesson from it. Yeah. Uh, I just think that, uh, most likely it was written for bad, bad reasons. Is my I, hunch. I so, guess, like with the know. thought processes, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's also so far removed. I mean, there's certain books that have such a weird directed goal in mind. You know, yeah. Um, that it's easy to say that, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I knew what the author meant by this. But Ecclesiastes kind of rides that line where I, I, I'm not. Of all the books I've read, this is probably one of the ones where I'm the least like, eh, this was written to control people. It might have just been a feel good fanfic. Who knows? Yeah, um, I think as we get further into it, we might hopefully we can distill a little bit better. Like figure out exactly that. what this guy's fucking deal is. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's wrap up with six. Six mm -hmm. is a very short chapter. Um, a little whiny at the beginning, uh, right? He gives people, God gives people what they want sometimes, but uh, sometimes even though he gives them all this stuff, he doesn't grant them the ability to enjoy it, right? So again, kind of a refrain to what he was saying earlier, just because you're rich, just because this guy has all these things, well, maybe God hasn't given him any time off. So here, yeah, sure, he's got all this wealth, but... It's not gonna, you know, go ride his jet skis and have sex with the seven hundred wives that God gave him. Yeah, you, you know, know, you got to think about that. Yeah, you got to think about uh, like imagine that you have seven hundred wives. By the time you can cycle back to them, they're always angry because you haven't seen them in two years. They're so horny. Yeah. You know, he's basically saying don't be envious, which is fair, right? It's probably not good for you. Yeah. Um, even if, yeah, don't don't assume. I think this is a good. I, I could see a pastor taking this and turning it into like a Facebook slash Instagram <laughs> story or, or, or a sermon, right? Okay. Yeah. You see everyone, you see this person and every week they're posting pictures of them on their boat on Instagram. Well, you know, you don't really know what's going on there. That could all be either staged or that could be the one second that they weren't screaming at their wife or whatever, you know, like 
you're you're seeing an outer sheen. You having you having a waffle breakfast and a glass of milk and then sitting in your backyard. That's great. And you're just enjoying yourself and you're just having a coffee and just like filling the day is probably better than people running to take as many photos as they can on their boat. And then yeah. they got and then they're like, all right, is that shot good? Okay, I got to go post this and then edit the video and then watch how many likes I get and then my income is based yeah. on that, you know. Yeah, he got sucked off by the entire Russian ballet. But imagine how dehydrated he is now. Yeah, you know, and it's like that. And then he's like yelling at his assistant because they ran out of lube halfway through and they had to use spit. You know, and he was like, <laughs> it's it's hard times. You know, it's not. You don't know. You don't know what's going on. You 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 know. You've seen the photo, uh, but you don't know his story. Then it goes into like a little poem type thing. Everyone's toil is for their mouth, right? Basically, everything you do is just so you can eat. But guess what? Your appetite's never satisfied. You're always going to be hungry at dinner, even if you eat your breakfast. Um, you know, uh, life's rough. It's a, it's again. He's kind of going back to that same thing. Everything we're doing is meaningless. Um, what do the poor gain by knowing how to conduct themselves before others? So it's like saying, even if you know how to be like a gentleman, mm-hmm. like what is what good is that fucking? You know, you don't get anywhere. You're still poor. Um, and and on a, and and like you can plan all your life and you can save all your money. You could get hit with lightning tomorrow. Like exactly. you could do everything you and, want. It could still will. be meaningless. You probably will get hit by lightning too. Um, and even and if then, you don't get hit by lightning, it's still meaningless. The whole thing's fucking meaningless. Just the best part is that he's been kind of like going on and on and on about this for the past. I mean, six chapters in, it's kind of been the same mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And then, sure enough, the most ironic verse in the Bible so far. Uh, chapter six, verse eleven. The more the words, the less the meaning. Yeah, brother. <laughs> you fucking think. Yeah, you gonna take a dose of your own medicine here? People that ramble, ramble, <laughs> ramble. What fucking pricks? And it's like he says in the book he's writing specifically. Yeah, it's about like, it. oh my god. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Um, There's a lot of like Yeah. Just telling people to shut the fuck up. It's very Bo Burnham. Yeah. That's about the, the all of it. Anything else in chapter I six? I think that's for you? chapter six. I think that's done. I think that's as far as we'll cover. You know, thank God. A little short little ep. Yeah, I think because we'll there's a, there's a tonal shift at seven. So yeah, we'll just start talking about wisdom. I think it's going to be a little bit more upbeat. Hopefully, we'll see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we'll find out. But yeah, so I, I think honestly, I don't know. I, I prefer it when the Bible's more uh, poignant and controversial. Like I, I don't know, I, just reading a bunch. I, I, I guess I, I wonder who this is for. I love the stories. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like I, it's like okay. It, it, to me, it's like as good advice as any that it's just like, I, I just, I'm just not interested, even if I wasn't doing this podcast. If I was just like a priest or if I was just reading the Bible, it's like, hey, man, yeah. eat, drink, you know, jerk off a little bit, eat some good food, absolutely, make some money, you know, do some options trading, whatever the fuck it is you want to do with your time. Just do it. I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I was going to do that anyway. Thank up. you. But then again, I'm not a like a. <laughs> I'm not like. I, I do know some people, or certainly I'm aware of them, where I feel like. You kind of wonder have that. It seems like these are concepts I have seen people struggle with, the idea of just enjoying sure. what you have and you know not feeling bad about enjoying good things and stuff like that. You know, whatever. Or, or I know there's people that like, like you know, like I remember those like white guys. There was a, a father and a son, white people, who put a yoke on them so that they could go to a protest, so that they could apologize oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for all the crimes of white people and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, just read the fucking, yeah. read Ecclesiastes. You don't got to worry about that shit. Just yeah. don't spend your days trying to find ways to be depressed. You know, you could just, <laughs> just eat and drink what that you was, got. It's fine, you know? 
that was quite a show they put on. I remember that. And you see that a lot. <laughs> I, I see a lot of people like getting all depressed and, and goofy and, and trying to find things to feel bad about or trying to find some oppression to get butthurt about and stuff. And like, yeah. I feel like Ecclesiastes is just like, no, nah, man, just calm down. You know, yeah. no big fucking deal. Buy a Jeep Wrangler, do some off-roading. It's fine. Just relax. That's a bingo. Buy some farmland in Wyoming and build a Minecraft hut. Whatever. It's not a, you don't have to, you don't, not everything has to be so fucking dramatic. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there's, like you're saying, there's a, there is a good lesson to be gleaned, I think, from that. Um, you know, chill out, everybody. You want to, you want to spend all day long, every day posting memes about how much you hate Jeff Bezos? Like, just move on to something useful. Yeah. Like, actually, k- Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Do something important, not just wine. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Yeah. I think it's a, we can we can f- Jeff Bezos right. He's not like a public official, right? Uh, he he's a public figure, and I'm gonna. I don't think he's a government whatever. official. I mean, I it's, not a, it's not like treason. It's not like a crime. Like matter. I know for you a fact we can't no, say that can't. we're going to. <laughs> that's can't say that. God damn it! But <laughs> I wish I'd already put our email address in because that would have been a good ending point. <laughs> <laughs> Before you said that, yeah, that would have been, been Jesus. Fine. You should uh, email us if you want to. A revelations podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to. Um, but Anyone else you want to <laughs> while we're. <laughs> uh, no, not, but just something I want to talk about fastly. We'll end on this. Um, okay. One of my favorite sort of like, what the fuck is America doing? Like, what is the news these days? Is the yeah. fervor over Nicki Minaj's f- cousin's friend's testicles. Balls. Yeah. Balls. So. The story for people who, well, I mean, who knows when people are going to listen to this. I don't know if it was that big of a news. But the, the gist is this, to sum up. It was big news. Nicki Minaj about. tweeted that she's not going to get the vaccine. Or I guess she is vaccinated, but she's, like, concerned about the vaccine. She just wants to raise awareness that her cousin has a friend in Trinidad and Tobago who's claiming that nice. right, he was engaged to a woman. And right before they got married, he got vaccinated. And now his balls yeah. are swollen. Yeah, it's not because he got an STI. Which is, by the way, yeah. So there's a whole bunch to, to there's a whole bunch to get into. One, I don't think there's any record that the there's there's not a single document that states that one of the potential side effects for a vaccine injury, quote unquote, is swollen nuts. Yeah. I mean, because I, I don't even know what the fuck because they're like because like the claims of what the vaccine can do are nonsensical, you know. That it'll change your DNA, magnetize you. magnetize you. It'll fucking give you that ASP, does work, but yeah. That you'll become a portable antenna for five G network. It's all fucking crazy. It could, but the point is, it just could be anything. It's like X Men powers. Like as long as you got it, whatever, something, anything could happen. You know, uh, yeah. you can talk to squirrels now. Whatever. Who knows what the vaccine's capable of? It could change your DNA, so you could probably become Spider Man. Who knows? You know. Yeah. But the uh, idea that it's gonna swell your nuts. I think that's a new one. Don't you think they, if they believed that it would swell their nuts, they'd be running out to get it? Like, isn't it having <laughs> big balls? Like, they're kind of the... They put I them get- on their truck. <laughs> <laughs> you're just walking around. It's like you're fucking smuggling a, a, a couple of uh, Cabbage Patch Kids in your fucking jeans. You're like, yeah, yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, but, one, obviously, like, the obvious context is that even if it were true, even if yeah. it were true, uh, that the not even true that the vaccine because I don't believe that for one second. But even if it were true that his nuts did swell, that like his friends complain, yeah, man, my fucking balls, man, it's like I'm smelling two softballs in my jeans, you know. Even if that were the case, it's obviously a more often a side effect of STIs. 
Right. Yes. So clearly that's what's happened. And it was, he needed an excuse because he's about to get married. So the obvious, the obvious fucking uh, story is that some dude who's loosely related to Nicki Minaj, he's a friend of her cousin, some nobody no one's ever fucking heard of. It's just such a fucking nothing. Um, is loosely related to Nicki Minaj, uh, has swollen fucking balls from uh, probably fucking whores or cheating on her or whatever, and then decided to blame the vaccine. And that has now become national news that, yeah. like, Tucker Carlson is like, oh, well, and, like, uh, who else was oh, it? Oh, God, he had her on. Didn't he have her on the show? I think so. And, like, Candace Owen was like, yeah, now she now that now that the left has betrayed Nicki Minaj. <sighs> like, I thought they were, you know, like, Candace Owen's obviously a fucking piece of shit. But, like, well, I thought we trusted black people, but all of a sudden Nicki Minaj is saying that a vaccine may have given her cousin's friends big balls. Now we don't believe her? It's just ridiculous. And the core of it, everyone is, the, the, the general message I've heard, is that the reason Nicki Minaj is even doing any of this is to cover up the fact that her husband is a soon-to-be convicted pedophile and her brother is also a soon-to-be convicted pedophile. That nice. there's a report, like, I guess her husband is going to trial for raping a 14-year-old girl. And to, okay. to, to put the spin on that, which Fox News is allowing to happen because they're so determined to kill their fucking base and disparage vaccines. In such a desperate effort to piss off people who want to be vaccinated, they decided to provide a platform for a woman covering up her husband's pedophilia by claiming that a vaccine uh, is covering up the illness he got from STDs. It is mwah. Yeah, it's all this QAnon shit they're on, and it's like, uh, I thought you guys hated pedophiles, and they're like, no, she's one of the good ones. (laughs) 